Grady's obviously been in the business for a little while. He's had some, a lot of success doing what he's doing. So he's going to share some nuggets and things with us that have worked for him and just kind of his experience inside the business. And Grady, if you want to just introduce yourself, I guess, for the people who don't know you, just tell them a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, what you've been able to do here inside the uh, insurance, insurance world. Uh, happy to, Tyler. Thank you for the time. Uh, thank you to everyone who's on. Uh, quite a crowd and, and cheers to everyone who manned up or womaned up and put their cameras on. So it's just a uh, part, part of the biz. If you're all good. Some people are listening to me while they're making noodles. So that's okay. But you know, Tyler, I'm excited to be on here with you guys. Um, you know, it's, it's incredible to see what you have all been able to do. I know many of you come from different backgrounds and that's, what's so cool about entrepreneurship and being a business owner and then finding insurance as a way to make those, uh, make income for yourself is that we all have different backgrounds. We all have different stories. We all have different stresses. We all have different wins. We all have different losses. We all have different situations, but all that matters is those who show up each and every day and start to keep and focus and harness and push forward towards their ambition are the ones that go out there and make it happen. So excited to be on here with you guys. Um, and, you know, I got to spend some time with uh, Tyler yesterday, which was um, wonderful dudes, an absolute animal psycho killer driven as hell and uh, got them crazy eyes, which is always fun to, to work with guys who got crazy eyes. So uh, good to see you on here, Britt and everybody. So um, but yeah, so, I mean, my story is, 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 is short and I, you know, I, I, a story is, is only as valuable as the person telling it to the person telling it, but if it resonates with a few of you, I'd be happy to kind of dig into it for a second. And then I'd love to, you know, answer questions. You know, I've been fortunate to have a, have an agency that's, a, that's erupted and blossomed and I've been able to coach and mentor a lot of people and I've sold a boatload of insurance. And, and so all the things that you're going through, whatever step you are in the business right now, first day, first week, first month, first year. Um, I've been there and I've coached people through it and, um, and I'll do my best to kind of give you guys value and insight and how to get to the next level and break through, because that's really what matters is how do I break through my, my demons, my challenges, my stressors, my, my pain that I need to push through. What do I need to look down and look around and, and surround myself with in order to get to the level that I really want to get to. So, um, I did a, a bunch of different things, you know, I'm 39, married four kids now, um, started entrepreneurship, MLM, did a bunch of those deals, lotions, potions, and uh, pyramid schemes and all the things. And, and uh, you know, learned a lot about Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy and Les Brown and home events and see, giving people samples and recruiting the proactive girl and, and uh, you know, trying to prospect the chick at Chili's at the, for at, when you're getting appetizers after the meeting, after the meeting. If anyone knows what I'm referring to, they've been in that space. And, you know, the thing that I always try to get people to understand is whatever you've been through, whatever you've done and spent time and, and, and been disciplined to do, it's allowed you to get to where you are today, right? You know, people go, well, look at that person's success. Look at how fast they're moving, right? Comparison's the thief of joy. And if you let yourself compare yourself constantly to those that are just farther down the path of you or don't, you don't know their story, you're not gonna allow yourself to live in the world that you're starting to create for yourself. And so for me, I spent a lot of years making no money, but growing myself mentally and personally, that then when I arrived at this business, um, I, I was able to do harness everything that I had inside of me that had been brewing to create what I've been fortunate to create. And so for all of you, you know, I did th that model, I got into software and then about in 2017, 2018, I was introduced to insurance, um, had my third child and, uh, had no money, you know, it's just, I don't know why, why people keep having kids with no money. You know, I, I was, I was one of them. Right. But you know, kids make pressure. Any of you out there that don't have babies or don't have a, a significant other, 
you got to harness something deep within because I was a loser for a long time because I had no pressure. Once I got some little pressures running around and diapers to buy and a wife to make proud, uh, it allowed me to really focus on, you know, it, am I being the person that I really want to be? Am I the person that I promised her on the altar that I would be? Am I being the man that I look at these other successful people and go, I want to be like them, but I'm not acting like them. And when, when the big dude upstairs introduced me to insurance and I go, okay, so these guys are making, I mean, is this, are we recording, but do we post these anywhere, Tyler? Is, can we talk like, we use numbers on these calls? Yeah, you can use some numbers. I think this is just, I mean, these are just held in the uh, virtual training. So I think if it's Perfect. Okay. Cool. So when I see, when I get in these Facebook groups and I see people making five, 10 grand a week, five, 10 grand a week, and I'm just like, you know, who, who thinks, who still thinks these numbers are insane what people make here, right? Raise your hand if you think these numbers are insane, right? It, it blows my mind, right? I serve tables and I'd work, I'd work, I'd be schlepping 14 hours through the dish pit and my Dickies and Skechers making $140 after I tip out the busser. And like, I was like, I got $140 cash. It's 720s. Like, let's go to the bar. And now I got, now, life's different now when you sell a lot of insurance. And it's just fascinating the way we have all, or if you've harnessed work and, and anything to go, I can make what when they, I make, they spend 83 bucks and I make a G. This isn't, this can't be real. Like this is, where, where's the, where's, the, where's Ashton? Am I getting punked? Like what, how is this a real thing? And so for me, when I started seeing those numbers really in this business, Tyler, um, it just, it just, it, it, it expanded my vision, expanded what I thought was possible. It expanded everything that I thought I knew from the friends I had, the associations I made, the people I looked up to. Um, and, and it put me in a world where I was like, okay, so now this guy makes a million dollars a year. He dresses like me. He talks like me. He doesn't work like me because I don't work like he does. So I just need to copy what he's doing. And that was, for me, it was Andrew Taylor. I don't know if you, I'm sure he's been on calls with you guys before, but Andrew Taylor was my mentor. And he was a young, he was 10 years younger than me and he's a dork. And I'm just like, if this guy who's younger than me and he's a dork can make the kind of money that he's making. And he would say that he's no, he's very dorky, but he's, he's a cool dork now, you know, now we, we own some office buildings together, which is even crazier. So, so for me, I saw the business and that's really what I want you guys to understand is that like, as you're progressing through this, you're developing skills, you're developing, you're, you're collecting relationships, you're putting yourself in a position where you're constantly growing, Right. And when I saw this business early on, I had to make a decision of, am I going to continue to let my past and my current situation pull me back? Or am I going to break through and find my full potential? And a breaking point happened for me in 2017 when I had my third child and I didn't have any money for Christmas presents. Like as pathetic as that is, like I had to borrow $500 from my dad to buy some presents for my wife and my kids. And I'm just like, you know, you're, you're pretty like low on the totem pole of life and your, your excuses and your defense mechanisms on how you deserve to sit on the couch on Thursdays and watch Thursday night football and drink beer and how you deserve to go to your buddy's house and hang out because you're the man of the house. And this is what I'm going to do. And like all this, like this BS that you feed yourself is like this chauvinistic person who's fed this nonsense from society and the news it changes when you have to completely humble yourself to becoming someone who's now asking for help. I mean, I was 34 years old. I mean, life has changed very fast for me, 34 years old, asking for money. And like, that was a very, very low point. That was the lowest point of my life. And so I was like dabbling in insurance, looking at it, watching, I was on the calls, listening, listening, listening. And, um, uh, it was, 
it was just a defining moment in my life when I had that child, the third one, right? So I'm like, I got a third one to take. I'm outnumbered now. There's three to two. And um, I said, what if? What if I give it my all? What if I go all in at it? And what if I what if what if I make this work? What if I make a thousand a week, right? Two thousand a week, right? These guys are making ten thousand. What if I do twenty percent of what they're doing, right? Twenty thousand times fifty-two, it's one hundred four thousand. That's more money than I was making right now, right? I'm, I'm a terrible producer, and I'm still making a hundred grand. So I started, and uh, got leads, did what they said, right? That's a big part of this business. If you just do what they say and don't think you know better, and don't judge it, and don't challenge it, and don't doubt it, and just go, okay. So they said buy leads and dial the phone. Maybe I should just buy leads and dial the phone. All right. All right. So I bought leads, dialed the phone. First nine appointments did not sell. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a decent communicator. I'd sold lotions and potions and stuff in home events and and uh, did some software sales. But like selling people on death and talking to Bob and Mary about, Bob, you understand that if you don't come home tomorrow, Mary makes $1,200, you make 4000 If you don't come home tomorrow, Bob, um, or say, God forbid, Bob, you died yesterday, right? Or you, you didn't come home. What would Mary do at the house today? Well, I don't know. Well, Bob, you know, you're dead. You can't be commenting. Mary, what would you do at the house today? And like, they, I wouldn't be able to afford it, right? So you're having these like heartfelt conversations and yet you're navigating this new world, these new verbs, these new, this new communication style of being the doctor, of being a professional, of being the one giving them tough news that they haven't been yet to face. And only Nancy at HR has been someone that's guiding them in their insurance needs. And now you're having these conversations with them and it takes time to navigate it. But by the, my 10th appointment, right? So whatever I've been able to accomplish, I sold not, I did not sell my first nine. So any of you guys in, uh, on the struggle bus right now, trying to figure out how to get, get the ball rolling, how to sell insurance, you know, anything we're doing is worth sucking at first, right? Just think about that in life. Think about anything you're trying to accomplish, anything you're trying to get good at, anything you're trying to master. It's, if it's worth it, it's worth sucking at first. And so for me, I sold my 10th appointment, Patricia P. Americo, $43 a month, deposited in two days, and my literal head blew off. Like, I was like, it's real. Oh, my God, it's real. And I just went after it. My first month, I wrote 14. My second month, we wrote eight because we went on vacation. That's what you do when we make more money than you've ever made in your life in a month. You go on vacation and go buy your mother-in-law a new TV and, and fill her pantry and go to dinner five nights in a row. And then you get a couple chargebacks. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, shoot, maybe we should have taken a vacation month two. And, um, you know, you wake up and you go, OK, I'm going to get focused. In my third month, I wrote 31 and never looked back. Ended my first year at 250. Uh, my second year made 500. My third year, 1.7. And life's insane, guys. If you'll just focus on the skill set that you need to get good at. And the skill set in this business is getting good at selling insurance. And then turning around and teaching people how to get good at selling insurance. That is really it. And the thing about life is that there's like a learning triangle, right? And the bottom, it's like hearing. So some of you are hearing me right now. And that's fine. I'm happy you're here. Some of you are taking notes, right? You go from hearing like 30%, 10, 20, 30%, you learn it. Taking notes is like 70, 80%. So some of you are taking notes. And I haven't said much important stuff yet. So don't, you know, if your paper isn't full, don't stress. And if you haven't got a note paper out, and I'm not saying you have to take notes, you do whatever you want to do. It's your life, it's your business. But then you get to 95% of when you truly know something is about a 95% level when you can teach it. And if you can get good enough at selling insurance and overcoming objections and navigating people and navigating emotions, and that puts you in a position where 
you can then go, okay, they, so agent calls you and goes, I just had a client say this, this, and this. Okay, well, this is what I would say because I've been in that example many times and I know how to overcome those objections for you. That's good leadership. Good leadership is not just how much I can do and I can make. It's how well can I teach, right? I'm all, don't judge me by what I've made. Judge me based on how many people I've helped become millionaires. And the list is getting longer by the day. And that's a crazy thing to even say out loud because I'm a normal dude who just wants to make his wife proud. And you just keep going at this business and figuring out ways where you can evolve and get better and help others and get to spend time with you guys and hope that I can help you find some breakthroughs because that's all this, this thing's really mental. Like it says, no one has to juggle fire. No one's got to learn Portuguese. No one has to learn how to cook a perfect filet and you get your hand cut off if it gets too dark in the middle, right? This thing is very simple. It's taking control of the client, letting them know why they're there. What, what find the need of what they're struggling with or what stressor recently happened in their life that, that triggered an emotion for them to want to fill out a lead card or fill out a request online or call in a phone number, right? Because that's the thing. I said this on this call yesterday with Tyler. Leads are, are actually people that love their family more than everyone else. That's who we're That's who we're calling. They literally love their family more than other people because they want strangers to call them and talk to them about how they can protect their family and keep them from pain. That's a pretty cool thing when you think about it like that, right? Like I'm calling someone that literally filled out requests for information to learn how to navigate these stressors and these problems that they foresee in the future. And they wanna make sure there's something put in place, a small bill they put in place. Cause, oh, how about I just save a hundred bucks a month, Grady? You know, it, it's a hundred dollars a month for 10,000. I'm just gonna save a hundred bucks a month. Listen, John, what we've come to realize is most people are not great savers. And right now at 72, you have about $1,800 in the bank account. So the likelihood of you saving $10,000 over the next few years, we both agree it's probably pretty low, right? Okay, so let's put this small bill in place. That way that when that time comes, there's something there that's guaranteed to take care of Betty. Does that make sense? All right, so you start to learn these word tracks as you do this more and more. And the funness about this business is like, it isn't boring. Like it's, there's always something new to learn. And as you evolve in this and you start to learn IULs and annuities, more complex cases, see if you, how many referrals you can get in a house, like you make it a game, right? But if you get stuck on dial day, your first, second, fifth dial day, because a couple people said no, and a couple people said I didn't fill that out. And a couple of people said I already got that taken care of. And you start judging the business based on your small, short sample size. You're going to cheat yourself with one of the best opportunities that people here are capitalizing on. And so for my, my opening story, Tyler, is, you know, I've, I'm a normal dude who sucked at many things for years. And finally, after all that sucking and Jim Rohn, I got to a point where I found insurance that then I could capitalize on what I, what I thought was real. And I gave up everything. Like I literally gave up all associations. I gave up fantasy football. I gave up, I never even played softball, but if someone invited me to league, it would have been no, right? It was dial all day, Monday, dial all day, Thursday, run appointments, when, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we went to breakfast every morning and then shopping. And I spent as much time as I could with my kids in the morning. And daddy was gone the next 14 hours out running appointments. And my wife and I had an agreement that this was like the thing that I believed in that I could finally give us the life that I that we both dreamt of, right? And if you're having challenges at home and you're having challenges of support and you're from a spouse or a significant other or a family member or someone that you respect that's maybe doubting you right now, the easiest and fastest way to gain their respect and trust and faith is to work harder than they've ever seen you work. 
you give up your hobbies, you give up your bad habits, you give up your bad relationships, you give up things that isn't serving the household or what you're trying to create. And they see you going hard as you can up early. And I mean, this is a very physically fitness driven group. And I've been talking about get up and exercise forever, but like get up and exercise, get up and read, give up bull, bull crap TV, give up things that are sucking life from you and then work more than I've ever seen you work being committed to your craft. Um, they're going to find trust in you. And like, that's it. Like the, whoever is your partner or support system in your household is someone that fell in love with someone who they wanted a great future with. They didn't fall in love with someone who they wanted to just sit in an apartment and drive a shitty old Nissan, you know, SUV and have a third kid where you've got to now borrow money from your dad to get Christmas presents. Like I was not proud of where I was, but I had it like, well, you're all here because you've got something in you that you want to create something better. You want to develop your skills. You want to make money. You want to make an impact. You want to help people. All those things are huge for what you're trying to cultivate, but it's also just like understanding like if it's to be, it's up to me. And I, no one, no one, no one on this call had more doubt at the beginning. No one on the, I had massive doubt, massive excuses, massive chip on my shoulder, massive ego about what I maybe created in the MLM space. I had 30,000 people in my downline and I was making seven grand a month, you know? killing it right and i've had this thought that i should be this or i should be better and whatever but at the at the end or the beginning wherever you are on your adventure here is understanding as you continue to hone and craft your skills at selling and your ability to teach those skills will determine how big of a business you have so hopefully that was hopefully that was helpful tyler i mean i love it dude and i mean there's so much awesome stuff that you said and i think just for like you know simple implementable things for us um if we just kind of like touch on something that you mentioned which was you sold a lot of insurance and i mean you turned around you taught a lot of people how to do it i guess is there anything that that you did differently or like that you did day in and day out any anything that you would give new agents or people that have been here a little while advice on that that they can go out there and like really take action on today or tomorrow just to be able to kind of get similar results like you mentioned couple hundred thousand dollars of insurance and in, you know your first couple of years right so like you you have a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge within the space on how to do it yeah i mean i've sold over a million dollars of insurance and that's a crazy number to even say out loud because you know there's my first 34 years of life i you know i was happy making three four i wasn't happy but i was like i'm making four grand a month you know it comes in we can cover the bills and you know, get takeout once a month, right? You know, I mean, that's the kind of the excuses you make for yourself and for your situation as you progress, but then you fast forward. So advice for new agents would always be one dial new leads first, right? We get this fake, this false hope of like, someone says, call me back. And we're not strong enough to say no problem. I will call you back. But first I need to clarify, you know, is, do you live on 123 Mulberry street? And we got your phone number is 8404310. And we've got your beneficiary. You put down is Jeanette, is Jeanette ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Like I said, my job is to get this packet out to you, or I just need to set a time to be able to get this information, right? Taking back control. But early on in the beginning, well, we don't, we go, oh yeah, perfect. I'll call you back. You're in the grocery store. No problem. I know what it's like being in the grocery store, right? They got the, the, you know, you're in the freezer department. Yeah. It's probably noisy in there and cold. No no problem. I'll call you back in a little bit. And then you go like call them back and they don't answer. And then you text them and they don't answer. And then now you've got a list of nine people you want to call the next dial day. You've got this false hope of these people that do want to talk to you. And you waste an hour calling back nine, 10 people, 30 times that don't answer. Don't do callbacks, but also, I mean, you can, but I would just try to book them immediately because if they answer the phone, you've got to understand that's the, probably the only chance you're ever going to get them on the phone. Right. So so understanding that is taking massive control or putting something in place where like, I've got to get this information to you. It's my responsibility. This just came across my desk. I'm the manager that's been assigned your case. Right. These sort of word tracks that really elevate your position. 
but then dial your newest leads first and don't <clears throat> and and buy new leads right you know age leads are fine i love age leads but if you don't invest in new leads you're just you're setting yourself up for for a more exhaustive dialing process. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but in two things in life, you either have time or money, right? If you don't have any money right now and you have time, then buy age leads and just dial the heck out of them. So that'd be one thing. I would I would learn you have to develop what's called your running muscle, right? And, and me, I ran all in person. I know you guys are pretty much all virtual, which is fantastic, right? The onset of virtual, some dude ate a bat in China and now we all spend all, every day on Zoom, right? That's COVID joke. Please delete it if you post it. I might get in trouble for that. But, um, but the understanding of that now everybody is of the mindset that you know I, I mean my wife got sick like a couple months ago and there's teledoc and she's literally you know on on her iphone with a uh facetime camera and the guy where she doesn't have to go in does the wait in the waiting room doesn't have to do anything we screenshot her of her health insurance card and they prescribe her some z-pack medicine that you can't get unless you go to a doctor and now you just do it all over the phone like the world has become so much more comfortable with this virtual virtual or tele medicine or virtual sales or telephone sales type platform that is understanding that I have to become stronger with my word tracks. And I, and I think though, that there's many people that will start dialing and just they're either counting the dials instead of counting the results, or they're, they're basing their effort on their own stamina. Right. And like you have to develop a running muscle or now with virtual, a dialing muscle. And I love what you said on the call yesterday. You're like, we do two, four hour blocks. Right. It's the expectation. They're four hour blocks. We're going to dial for four hours. After four hours, go to the gym, get some lunch, do some laundry, do some push ups, do go walk around the neighborhood, listen to a podcast. But we're going to push for four hours. And I think people are soft in the sense that they go, well, I'll do it for an hour. I'll do it for an hour and a half, two hours. Right. If the standard is four hours, right, if the standard is 500 dials on a Monday and 500 dials on a on a Thursday or the standard is eight hours of dialing. Right. We talked about yesterday is. 40 hours a week, right? Eight hours a day, five days a week is 40 hour a week job. 40 hour a week job, you're making 25 bucks an hour, uh, it's a thousand bucks a week. You, you go close, you go close one appointment and you're pretty much making what you could make at a 40 hour a week job at 25 bucks an hour. And so it's having that understanding of an expectation of developing stamina so you can be strong enough to push through, right? And that's something that I had to develop in the beginning, right? I only had one appointment in the morning, one appointment at night. So those would be some two things. And then the second thing I'd say, as soon as you get to 20K, a 20,000 issue paid, you need to hire a staff and some sort of part-time person to help you. The virtual assistant thing is great for like images, for data, right? And that's fine to start. I don't know how big your vision is, but my vision was a big business. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I didn't know how big it was going to get. I didn't know anything. I didn't know even what was possible. And, but for me, I knew like my first step was my wife and she quit four times. And, you know, you just get to a point where you don't want to have your, your partner working for you because then you're judging how they put the stamps on the thank you cards and how they're writing the names crooked. And she goes, well, I'm holding the damn baby while I'm putting these stamps on anyway. So just say thank you. And I'm like, thank you. But the stamp's still crooked. And, you know, I want straight stamps, you know, so you've got these, these standards within yourself and your business to which, which you want to hold things to. But you want to have, if you've got a partner or a spouse, family, children, I mean, I look like I'm talking to a mature group here, right? If you've got someone you're building a life with, 
You want them to be on the ride with you, not in the factory with you, if that makes sense, right? Now, if they want to work with you and they want to do all the things, by all means, that's great. I had three kids. It just wasn't, it wasn't economic. It wasn't, didn't make a lot of sense to hire a nanny so that she can come there and do all the internal office stuff. Now, she did it for about nine months, but I would have hired a staff sooner. And so set that goal. Now, two, two things happen. One, you've got someone, a couple of things happen. One, you've got someone you can depend on. And who, what do you mean by hiring a staff, Grady? For me personally, I didn't want the responsibility of someone's full-time household income on my shoulders early on in my business. I just didn't have the faith in myself enough yet, just being honest. So I hired someone part-time. She dropped her kids off at 8.30, started working for me from nine, left at two, went and picked her kids up at 2.30. Her husband had a job. She wanted to make part-time income, worked for me about 16, 20 hours a week part-time. That was enough for me and probably for any of you in the business, right? And there, she make about 400 bucks a week, 1,600 bucks a month. And now I have someone that can help follow up with clients. They can follow up with agents in class. They can help with anything I need, help me order leads. They can help me with my contracting. They can help me with agent contracting. Having someone to, to, to be there as a, as a partner, like a staff partner that you're trying to work with you is huge because now you've got someone that you can rely on so you can do what you're good at, which is selling insurance or teaching people how to sell insurance. And then in addition, it gives you a little bit of pressure, right? Me knowing I got to sell at a certain level because if I don't, I'm not able to pay Jade's salary or Jade's income for me was, a, was, was healthy pressure, right? Because I wanted to, I didn't want to let this woman down. She told me that she wanted to work with me because she wanted to be able to give a better life to her kids. Down the road, she ended up leaving her husband because I was able to pay her enough. Now, now she runs my entire operations and she's happier than ever. She's got a wonderful life. And, and, and that's a cool thing for me. Like I wasn't ready for that pressure early on. And I'm not saying you need to be ready for that pressure today, but hiring someone US-based who is a staff that can come to your house or your office or whatever. I mean, we worked out of my like, out of my front living room in the beginning of it, she'd come over and I'd be like, here's a batch of nine clients that sold the past two days. She'd call them. She'd process them. She'd follow up with the carriers. She'd make sure the draft dates went through. So policy lapse. She calls the client like their job. They will make you more money than they'll ever cost you. So that was something that early on in the business. Now, if you're not that year that like that's just discipline. You not being at 20,000 a month issue pay is just a lack of discipline. You're not dialing them off. You're not studying your scripts enough. You're not putting enough work to be able to develop yourself to get to a level where you, every time you get on the phone, you're confident, right? That's a, that's a big part of this business is creating clarity and confidence. The clarity you get that this is a phenomenal opportunity, the clarity you get that these leads are great people that are looking for coverage. It's my responsibility not to screw it up. The clarity that you've got the, the answers for them. And then the confidence to go do it each and every day, right? If this is your career, this is your business, this is something you're building, you own this, you own the renewals, you own the overrides, you own the immediate massive commissions that come in by selling a policy, right? Then have the confidence to go out there and do it every day. So that would be some things for new agents that I think would kind of help kind of different, a different way to kind of give you some advice to get you going. That's awesome, man. And, and super, super like, you know, direct things that people can, can really do and go and implement into the business. Um, something that I'm, I'm, I kind of want to get you to, I guess, explain or talk about is like, you know, you mentioned when you started, um, you know, I guess like self-limiting belief or like, just kind of like, not sure if this was the right opportunity. Like when that changed, was there anything that kind of changed in your mindset or like the decision that you made to go all in? And, and can you kind of just explain like that process for you? Because I think it happens differently for all of us in the business once we do decide and like that point of like, this is the thing that, that is going to 
And it's, it's the one thing that's the biggest, highest leverage opportunity that I have right now that is going to be able to provide me with the most long-term benefits if I stick with it. And once we kind of click and realize that, it, like, I think like, it's almost like the, the C's part a little bit. And like, you have, you've like given yourself permission to go and get the results that you want, right? I, I agree. And I think that it's deeper than like, like, so self, self-limiting beliefs are brutal, right? It's either something that a past partner told you, something that a past coworker told you. I had a, I had a boss when I was 18, when I worked at Macayo's, Tempe, Mexican food restaurant, Arizona, if any of you are from Arizona. And he told me, Grady, you're going to be fat the rest of your life if you don't work at it. And I'm 21 years later. And I remember this dude saying this to me. And I've always had this like weight complex in my head forever. And I'm fit and I'm chubby and I'm workout five days a week and all these things. But like, like someone says something like that to you, it can screw you up. It's like a little bomb, right? Whether it's an old boyfriend, an old girlfriend, a parent, a friend, they say these things to you and they impregnate something in the back of your mind that you think is now real because at that time you respected this person. And when they said it, like your future subconscious or whatever front conscious doesn't understand though, that that's not an identifying factor of who you are today, but still it lives dormant inside you. And so big part of, for me, Tyler is I'm, I'm, I'm psycho about personal development, meaning like, I don't trust myself enough to know anything that I just constantly listen to people that are more successful in different areas than me to try to just wash out, right? There's the old like saying of like paint on rust, right? If you don't paint on rust, it'll eventually the rust will just eat through the paint, right? It's just constantly, um, uh, what, what is the line? You, you shave every day or you'll soon turn into a bum, right? And no disrespect to my bearded friends. I This is four days, I can't grow anything. So, um, but like the reality though is, is like I'm crazy focused on washing my mind from negative thoughts because they live in my head so frequently because of, spending decades trying to figure out businesses from spending years serving tables and working jobs where I wasn't making the money that I wanted from social media showing me a, a fake life that everyone lives but the reality is it's all you know it's all photoshop pictures right so we've all got this stuff in us and I think it just kind of have a point where you have to trust right Andrew said to me one time he goes Grady just trust me until I give you a reason not to and I was like okay dial the phone, go to work. And I'm like, okay, like this, what, why do I have any reason to doubt this dude? And so for a lot of you guys, like Tyler is your example, Andy, Brad, Britt. Um, I don't know the teams or any of this, you know, um, who's the other guy? Um, who's the other guy? The go to the guy was his um Monsoor. <laughs> Monsoor. Yeah, I love Monsoor. So I'm in so Miami, Monsoor. Like, I don't know how your structure is, right? But you got someone that sells more than you that you can learn from, right? And so in this business, the reality though is is putting yourself in a position where you draft behind someone. And so my self-winning beliefs, I just didn't let infiltrate me because I had people around me. I, I shoved myself into the Facebook groups. I got on calls. I went to events. I just got around people. And like, I, I, not that I thought I was better, right? In any way, but I go, if this dude can sell 30 grand a month, this, this bald dude over here who, who talks with a Southern accent and barely can tie his shoes. And he's got, you know, he's got a, a, a Velcro belt. This guy's selling 30 grand a month. Like, okay, I, I could, 
I can figure this out. And that's part of it too, guys, is getting a little chip on your shoulder of faith, right? What are you trying to do, right? I I, used, I can't tell you how many mansion neighbor, I don't know how to say it, mansion neighborhoods I drove through trying to paint a vision for the life I wanted. To have, trying to drive by a nice car lots. I never went and test drove them because I don't want to, you know, I know how sales guys work, you know, they would be like, they could sniff my debt from a mile away. I was like, I'm not going to go drive through, uh, go test drive some cars. But like, I just painted big visions for myself that I life I wanted. And I'm, I don't know what, I mean, I'm living my dream home now. I can, I walk my kids to school five days a week. I pick them up on a golf cart, right? I do calls all day long from my backyard. Like I go to the office and do training calls, get to hang out with you. Like this isn't normal, but it all came from the premise that I'm like, okay, I'll follow a really successful person, do exactly what they say, give up all nonsense for three years and fast forward. And it's like, it was, it's what the brochure promised. So like, I can't tell you what you need to do today for you. But what I did is I just looked at my wife and kids and I go, this is, I, it's not about you anymore, Grady. You've got kids, right? You need to do something for them. And for any of you bachelors or bachelorettes out there, find a church to donate to. Think about giving a better life to your mom and dad. Think about family members you want to bless and, um, and make it not about you because we got ourselves to this point on our own. I, you know, if, if I didn't have a, a family to fight for, I'd probably be selling cars, you know, living in old town Scottsdale, being a complete piece of shit. Like I just probably would be being honest, but you find the thing that your heart really wants, which is to be a good dad and be a good spouse and be a good business owner and be a good leader and be a good coach to those that want to be coached. And you go, I'm going to, I'm going to spend every single day working on those things. Cause that's what I really want. And that little bit of that little bit of idiot that still kind of lives in you lives in all of us. We've got that little idiot that still hides and pokes his head out on Friday or Saturday night. Sometimes I know I'm looking at you. I see you, Chris, right. Is um, it's, but you know, if, if I'm 98% good, I mean, that's way a lot better than I was. Right. And so that's, I think part of it guys is start to paint a vision for whom you want to be and just do the actions that you know are what that person would do. They'd get up early. They wouldn't, they would listen to more positive stuff. They would practice and implement the tap, the things they have on dial days. They push themselves to the next level. Like I never wanted to beat anyone. I wanted to beat myself, but I'll tell you every single week for ev every single week, maybe, but like three. So we're talking hundreds of weeks. I was the number one producer on my team. Number one. Why? Because I wanted the right to coach and I wanted their, res their, their respect without them having to say anything. When I'm the number one guy on that leaderboard and I speak, they know I know what the hell I'm talking about. I, and, I, and it wasn't for arrogance or pride or ego. It was because I wanted them to know they could trust me. And I wanted to know that I knew, I mean, if I'm number one, like at least what I'm saying has got to work, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I was faking it still halfway, a couple years in, but I'm like, I seem to be number one. I seem to do better than all these other people. I'm selling 17 a week sometimes. I got to have an idea of what I'm doing here. Like, just try this, John. And John tries it. Hey, Grady, that worked, right? That's part of it. You're faking it through the path that you're trying to get to, but, but just by tricking yourself and doing the actions that you know you would be doing if you were the successful person that you were yet. That sometimes is part of it, tricking yourself along the way. That's great, man. And and something that's really cool. I, I know that we chatted about it a little bit yesterday. It's like, you know, the the all the things that is it me or him? Is it him? There he is. I think I froze. <laughs> Got you. 
Um, I was just going to say, like, I think it's really cool that, like, you know, as time goes on, we become more educated, we become smarter. It's not like, you know, like I always say this, the longer that you last in the business, the more that you learn. And the more that you learn, the better decisions that you're able to make. So like the longer the time that you spend in it and the more insurance that you sell, the better you're going to get at it. And then like, it's just inevitable that you're going to be successful as time goes on. So, I mean, I love everything that you're saying. And I guess just with that being said, like, was there a point in time that like it really started to um, like, you really started to believe the, the long-term vision or like you started to see it or like piece it together. And like, was there anything in specific that I guess happened or was it really just like blindly following Andrew and his word and trusting in that? I'm kind of a blind faith guy, dude. You know, I'm, I, I came to this business with nothing and have found it's evolved. Right. And then like, like people go, you know, should I set up an LLC before I get started? And I'm like, you could, I didn't, you know, my dad's for as a CFP. He's a um a server financial planner. He was a single producer, sold a bunch of IULs over his career, gave us an amazing life. But when I was looking for my like move, you know, after my software company, he was like, go find a company that's got great training. And I remember this Andrew dude I came across many years prior, reached out to him. He kind of looked into it and he never built a team. He only did IULs, but he was like, go check out uh our, our parent company, right? Our uh, family first life. So I go check them out and I'm like, it looks fantastic, right? Parallels to your guys, your guys' opportunity is fantastic, right? So, but I would ask him, I go, should I set up an LLC? He goes, Grady, as soon as you, like all that stuff is fine and all, but it's like accountants and CPAs getting extra billing and you can do plenty of damage with the schedule C um, as a 1099, as a 1099, as 1099, as 1099 sole proprietor. You plenty of deductions, right? He's like, don't complicate your business in the beginning, just focus on it. And like those like kind of like principles for me of like what I try to apply to anything I do, right? I know I'm a little bit like OCD or obsessive compulsive and I just really go focus on things. I just was, I didn't focus on the right things for the first 34 years of my life. And then I found this and I just focused on it. So for a lot of people, they go, well, I want to try this and I want to learn this. And I got this new guy, he hasn't freaking dialed three leads. And he's like, I'm going to do live transfers. I was like, how about you sell one? right? Let's just sell one first and, and then we'll get to five and then we'll do 10. And then we can start talking about diversifying your lead plan. But right now today you haven't even started. To, well, what about this dial process? And what about this? And like, for me guys, like I just wanted to like do the action that they were telling me to do, right? Tyler, Britt, Mansoor have a process that works. They have a process that works that people are following getting success. And there's, it's, it's this I'm trying to cheat my way through, or maybe there's a shorter way, or I'm so smart. I'm going to try this new thing. Like, like an old mentor in a previous business is great. You got to be smart enough to be dumb enough to follow the system. Just be smart enough to just shut up and just do what they're doing. And so for me, there wasn't like a light bulb switch, Tyler. It was just like, I'm going to keep moving forward. And I started selling and I started door knocking. And then I started following, you know, following other people. I mean, I would always joke at like, you know, you get a hold of an agent or a client at 854 at night and you book the appointment and you're like, Hey, Dolores, we've been trying to reach you all day. Yeah, I know. I just got home from bridge. Da, 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 da. Perfect. Got to get this packet out to you. Okay. Uh, do you have any doctor's appointments or working, retired, disabled? Oh, I'm retired. Perfect. Any doctor's appointment tomorrow? You know, not till 11. Perfect. So tomorrow 815, you'll be home, right? You're, it's 859. You're booking an appointment for 815 in the morning and you book that appointment. And she goes, perfect. I'll be home at 15 in the morning. And uh, I you show up, you get you get up, get ready, get your LaCroix, get your salads from Costco, get in your car, drive 45 minutes across town, get there 809. There's no car in the carport. And you're like, 
what the heck, right? <laughs> Britt's been there, right? Yeah, it's no car in the carport. And you're like, I, I just talked to her 11 hours ago. She said she'd be here. But what you don't understand is that um, her daughter called at 7.04 and said, hey, you got to come over. Lucas needs, you know, I need, I, you know, Lucas's babysitter called in sick. Can you come watch the kids? Right. I'm making all this up. Right. But this is our, this is your life. If you do this business and you, you know, you don't realize that she had to go over there and watch her daughter's kid. And what do you do? You get all frustrated and you go, this business sucks. Or you show back up at three and she's home at three because you knew she had the doctor's home at 11. Then she probably went to lunch with the girlfriends from church. And she's home by 2.30. You show up at three and go, hey, knock on the front door and go, hey, perfect. Hey, good to see. You. I'm sorry I missed you this morning because I was just, we were tied. I was so tied up this morning, this morning with some other clients that called me. And she goes, and she goes, well, I blew you off, right? But you're switching it on her. And now it's like a, it's, this is how you kind of create reciprocity immediately. I'm so sorry I missed you. And they're like, oh, they don't even realize that I ditched on them this morning. Oh, come on in. Now you sell the appointment, right? So part of it is just like, evolving and learning that there's so many amazing tactics and amazing processes that you'll evolve and develop different ways to sell mortgage protection, different ways to create value in the home, different add-ons from Brie Will Kits, different add-ons from getting referrals, yeah, emergency response network. Andrew brought that up. I'll send you a link to that, Tyler or Britt. It's on the downloads page on FFL America, the ERS. Remember that thing? It's a crazy cool way to get, hey, perfect. Justin, I understand we want to get your family protected. Now, what we want to make sure is there's over a billion dollars of life insurance that, that goes unpaid each and every year. And so what I want you to do is if you could just fill out these just five people that we can reach out, let them know, Justin, that you got your insurance policy taken care of. And that way they'll notify me personally, it, if God forbid that whenever that day comes. Okay, not a problem. Here's my son, my daughter, my three neighbors. Perfect. Boom. Hey, uh, hey, Lisa, I just talked to your dad, Justin. He just got a life insurance policy put in place, got $10,000. He put you down and your brother, you know, Stephen and is the beneficiaries. I uh, just want to let you know he put you down for the emergency response network. He also wanted me to make sure, how, do you have your life insurance needs taken in place? You mentioned something about you guys having a baby soon. No, you don't. Okay, perfect. So what? Uh, where do you live? You know, boom, now you book an appointment, right? And so you guys do it virtually, adjust how you do it. But there's so many ways to get referrals on top of this, which drastically lowers your lead cost that we just don't talk about enough. So hopefully that was helpful. It absolutely was. And I know that... Um... I mean, I mean, we appreciate all the information that you've given, man. And, and I know that you're a busy guy, so I don't want to hold you up too, too long here. Um, if there's anything else that you think would be valuable for new agents, people that are doing well, just anything that any different part of the business, you know, you've seen it all. So like, is there anything that you can say to different people, um, I guess, in, in whatever spot that they're in now, that you think that would help them just, you know, inch a little bit closer to where they want to go into their next level? I would have, I would have a big vision for myself. Right. That's what I would say. And paint a bigger vision than you think is possible. And the easiest way to do that is understanding where you are today. And if you're selling insurance, I love it. I applaud you. Um, I'm proud of you. It, most people come and quit. Right. So if you're actively selling, you're better than most. The next goal is going from the employee quadrant, if any of you are Kiyosaki disciples, to the business owner quadrant. And the only, and so here to tell you a story. So got started. That first month, 14, in one of those weeks, I sold like six. Like, I was like, whoa, like this business is amazing. Like, I made like four grand in November, right? And I had to borrow money from my dad. Then January, I'm making like money. And uh, I called my brother-in-law, my wife's brother. And um, his name's Gabe. 
And I mean, he would tell you this, his name's Gabe. And he's like, he's like selling storage sheds in Northern California. Like he's, that's what he sold. Like it was called sprung structures. They're, you know, those tent structures that are like, like vinyl. And then they're, I don't know, that's what he was selling. And um, I was like, dude, you got to check this out. Like I sent him an over video. He watched it. He's like, really? How's this work? And, you know, doubting, like I, I wasn't the guy I was, I, I, I month prior was working a software company. Now I'm selling life insurance, you know, right. Many of you, your transition has been quick. So those in your circle have doubts. It's totally understandable. It's why you want to use the credibility triangle, which is you, your prospect and a tool, right? You should not be doing the presentation. You should be using a tool, a video, a website, an event, some sort of tool, another person to pitch the business on your behalf, because you don't know enough about it yet, but you just want to introduce them to someone. So you want to use a third party tool. If you're talking too much in the beginning of a close prospect, whom you think could be great at this business, you're screwing it up because they don't know you as you as the new insurance business owner. They know you as a good dancer, great cook, funny at the holidays, whatever. They don't know you as an insurance person who can guide them on a new career. So all they know is you're someone who just quit something, you're starting something new. So last thing they want to do is jump on board. So you want to use someone else or a tool to tell the business and then leverage an upline to kind of finish, come through and explain the whole thing for them and just play like, hey, I'm just checking it out too. That's who you recruit in the beginning. So in the beginning, I, I pitch Gabe and Gabe's like, yeah, check it out. Got him on a video, put him on a call. He's like, okay, sounds pretty cool. Took a little bit, got his license, started getting going. Now he sells 20, 30K a month for years. Change, you know, changed his life, bought, owns a home now, um, might have a baby, you know, I, I couldn't be happier for you. Well, about a year ago, Gabe was riding one of those bird, bird, uh, bird scooters, right? These things that just litter the streets in big cities. And he's going along uh, and falls off it and almost rips his pinky off, right? Bad, 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 bad. Like he had to get like three surgeries, reconstructive. It's, it's been a year. Like, it's like permanently like this now. So you ever see him, you ever see, if you're at an event and you see a guy with a pinky like this, it's my brother-in-law Gabe, right? So, but what, what's, what's the message here? The message is he couldn't sell for a couple months. And when you're used to making 20, $30,000 a month for a few years, and all of a sudden your world changes and you can't dial the phone because you're on meds and you can't, run appointments because you can't drive because you're on meds and you got surgery coming up and you got recovery coming up and he's got stitches up and down left and right. I mean, it was a mess for a few months. You're out of, out of, out of business. You're unemployed. So as good of an employee as you are to your single sole proprietor business right now, it's selling insurance. That's fantastic. Hope you save some money, set, you know, get yourself prepared because you, as you start to get good at this, you're going to level up your life. I mean, within five months, I bought my wife a new Yukon. Six months, we moved into a house that was my dream house. We rented it. And then now we eventually down the road bought and built a home. But like it, you deserve all those things, right? You've developed a skill set. You figured it out. I'm not going here, go live in an apartment and save your shekels. No, spend some money, live a good life, you know, but be, be responsible. But for Gabe, he couldn't make any money because he never built a team. And so my advice to you, how you protect yourself is a 5% override off of a lot of people that you taught how to sell insurance. And do you have to do it? Are you required to do it? Do you need to do it? No. Is my recommendation to do it? Yes. And when I first started this business, I had no, I, I was just like, I just want to sell insurance. This is incredible money. But someone, you know, you start to learn these concepts as you evolve in life and in business and you go, I need to fully protect myself. My wife's like, we need to take out disability insurance on your mouth. And I'm like, that's funny because if I can't talk, then, you know, that's just part of my responsibility is to do what I do. So for you guys, like, and this may be down the road, but have a vision 
for whom to start to talk to people. Who could you introduce us? Who do you, who is like you? Who is ambitious like you that you would enjoy to work with? Or put out ads on YouTube like I do. Put on ads on Facebook like I do and find other interested people, have conversations with them, judge their ambition because you get to judge them because this isn't a job and this isn't a free, this isn't, you know, this isn't a charity, right? It's my time is expensive. And if I'm going to spend time coaching someone, let's make sure you got a thousand bucks ready and leads to get going. And let's move you down the path where you can get started, get you on dials, get you rolling. So that would be my advice to go from the employee where all income is derived from you to the business owner quadrant, where you now earn a small override off of people you recruit. And the upside of that is that's what's truly sellable, right? That's what's truly valuable, right? Your skill set value, right? Your ability, valuable but your ability to teach others and create leverage is invaluable, right? So that'd be my advice and you know, take it for what it is, but don't hold back on thinking that you're not ready or, or shouldn't do it because the, the, the broken pinky is, could happen to any of us. And my advice is to put yourself in a position where you're protecting yourself and your family and the skills you're developing in the business and lifestyle you're going to start to create. So hopefully that was helpful time. It was amazing, man. I really, you know, I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say we really appreciate your time and obviously you're super developed. So that was like a, I said yesterday, like you're like the spark notes of like being successful in, in the insurance industry. So it's awesome being able to plug in and connect with you. We, we really appreciate your time and, um, you know, just, just seriously, thank you for taking the time today and, and pouring into us because, because we really, really appreciate it. You guys are, you guys are building your, you guys are building your own ship and you're sailing it across the ocean, which is incredible to see. I couldn't be uh, proud to be aligned with you, your guys' message, your vision, and how you, when we're all just here at serving and treating clients, you know, I respect the hell out of Brad. I respect, I respect Andy enormously and I uh, respect you guys too. So just, you know, this is, this is it. We're all the same insurance team, right? This is, um. so if I can be of any help or service, you know, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up wherever. Um, look forward to spending more time with you, Tyler, and seeing you, Britt, and uh, Mansoor as well. But everyone out there, this can be as big as you want it to be. It's your choice, right? It's your choice. How many leads I want to buy? How many dollars I want to make? How much time do I want to commit connecting with clients? And then and how good do I want to get at teaching the skills that I'm developing? That's true freedom. True financial freedom is when you have duplicated yourself. So appreciate you all. Thank you, Tyler. Talk soon, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Grady. Really, really appreciate it. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys.